It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. Oh, we love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Diller. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're stepping into the world of Moon Knight, Mm. And the moon is not made of cheese, or at least we have not seen cheese in the trailer, but more to come from that. Possibly possible cheese uh the batman gets a long movie long did you have you ever seen that uh i think it's it's either korean japanese or maybe a chinese commercial uh because uh, they're always known for their their outlandish commercials the long long man commercial no long I'm not. long man you would know it if you heard it I, that just makes me think of that i'm gonna have to I look this up long batman movie I'm yeah not- it, it'll, it'll blow your mind it actually has like continuity like the commercials people have edited them and put them all together and you can see like this whole story of like this woman that's like trying to date this man that's I think he's eating long bubble gum. I think that's what it was, oh. but uh, conti- please continue. Yeah, okay. Anyway, note, note for later. Uh, Lord of the Rings teases its return mm-hmm. to uh, pop culture and more. And more. Chris, uh, I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier to you, uh, but this is for our audience. I have a plea for decency, people out there. If you are <laughs> I know what's coming. trying if you are trying to sell or purchase anything from an online marketplace, I'm talking offer up, Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, hell even eBay. Just please be timely with your communications. I was complaining to Chris for probably like twenty minutes about how like I am like laser focused on getting back to people. Like I'm trying to sell this fridge that's uh-huh. in my garage. Like I priced it to sell. I'm I'm getting into people's DMs with them and they'll just like I'll see they read my message and then they'll just disappear. Like I think they're just like throwing their phones into like a nearby yeah. volcano, into like a, a a storm drain or something like that. And they just they just vanish off the yeah. face of the earth. Uh, so it uh, just a plea to decency. If you're trying to buy something from somebody on the internet and they're being very punctual about their messages just please return the favor and get the thing that you want to buy yeah i'll, I'll leave it at that chris <laughs> well I, I you know me i'm very much into to older video games and i was able to score a pretty good deal on a dreamcast a sega dreamcast uh mm-hmm. off online marketplace this week and um or not this week a couple weeks ago and and it's interesting because you know like you message like yeah it's available and then they don't respond either like it goes the other way like there's some sketchy sellers on there who just kind of like mm-hmm. disappear until they want until they're like, okay, well now you're on my time. I'm like, I, I can't just leave my work in the middle of the day to go buy your Sega Dreamcast, sir. Like, mm-hmm. I appreciate it, but um, everything ended up working out. But I agree, on, online online sales is 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 a very navigate hard thing to navigate. Um, but speaking of old games, I sent you this video. I've um, been a little under the weather this week, so I was able to work at home. Uh, so I did not get anyone sick it's not covid uh it's it's it was a it's a stomach bug slash flu some variety um so thank god it's not covid but i still hate being sick right question mark Mm -hmm. um but i was able to finish my arcade this week a little bit more and i sent some of that to you mike of how the buttons actually light up with the game you're trying to play with the right colors and how um the game will actually speak to you what controls to use 
in case you're not familiar with the game. Um, yeah, I just, I had like a flashback. This obviously isn't in an arcade scenario, but like when you would be playing, like you'd be renting like a like a Super Nintendo game or a Sega Genesis game from like the local Blockbuster, right? And, you know, it would come with the instructional bo- booklet sometimes. And then you'd be flipping through it, like trying to figure out how to do moves and stuff. It's just like, if you yeah. just talked to me at the beginning, that would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and while it doesn't do all like, you know, the fatalities of Mortal Kombat, but like, you know, if I'm, I've got six buttons per player, and, and you know, if you're playing NFL Blitz, and I only say this because the NFL playoffs are going on right now, um, you only use three of the six buttons, and if you come up and you're like, all six buttons are glowing, like, and I know which ones to play with, but you don't. That's a little unfair. That's a little unfair <laughs> to play with. So we did that, and I sent something to you. I believe I was it, The Simpsons or, like, Street Fighter, I think, maybe I sent to you. Um, and, and it's just been really fun to, to, to play with this week, and have some some something to focus on uh you know other than other than work throughout the day so uh very thrilled with that but at the same time i don't think we have a lot to talk about about this um but i used some of this time to actually watch all of the peacemaker episodes and catch up through episode four and you were able to do the same is that correct yes i i am up to date it i feel like i have to say the number one driving force to getting uh, my wife and I into Peacemaker, it's still that opening, Chris. Yeah. Uh, the 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 song uh, is it? Do you want to taste it or yes. taste it? I don't I don't yeah. know the exact name of the song, but it has now made it onto Wigwam. both of my my wife and I's uh, Spotify playlists. Uh, she was uh, organizing uh, her office uh, room today, and I could hear it coming from her speakerphone. And I was listening to it earlier today when I was running errands. It's just like there's one thing that you could always count on from James Gunn is he's going to expose you to classic rock music that maybe mm-hmm. you might not be familiar with. Yeah. And I mean, I grew up in a household where my dad blared like classic rock all the time, but just the classic rock that he liked to listen to. So I guess Wigwam, you know, like you said, Chris was not in the rotation. So the, I, this is the first time I've ever heard the song, but I've already listened to it. I think at least a do- dozen times we had some people over the other night that hadn't watched Peacemaker yet. So I was just like, I'm just going to show you the intro. It's on YouTube and you're just going to be uh, floored by the choreography and the song selection. So yes, I'm up to yeah. date on Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was able to as well. Uh, again, all the, all the, all the episodes have, have really good, good soundtrack and song choices. And um, I, I, I do have to say though, um, while you know i agree with you that the one of the things getting through is is the soundtrack stuff i'm just i'm not some people like are, are really really over, head over heels for the show i'm not in love with it yet um but like you know i think it's still good i'm just not in love with it yet and i don't yeah, I, I don't know what it's missing um but like there's a lot of just shock value in the show and sometimes it's just mm-hmm. like i get it, it it's shocking it, it's it's pushing uh you know pushing the envelope if you will but like there's still something missing that's just making me fall in love with it as, as a show. Yeah. I think I could kind of echo those sentiments a little bit. I, I am enjoying myself. Uh, the, it is entertaining me for an hour each week. Uh, but I feel like it's getting a little murky when it comes to, uh, who's good and who's bad and when they're good and when they're bad. Now, somebody could say like, oh, well, you know, that's what James Gunn is going for. He's kind of blurring the lines between a a hero and a villain. And I, you know, I get that, that kind of story is being set up within this, uh, first season of Peacemaker, but it seems like the characters conveniently do bad things when it's most convenient for the story and then they do good things when it's the most convenient for the story so it just kind of seems like i i wish that they would uh be a little bit more true to the character and then the kind of the story 
will kind of uh, motivate them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm still having I'm still having a good yeah. time. There's still some great uh, James Gunn's uh, quip and writing and like just kind of like off the wall craziness. Yeah, um, there's great acting. I will tell you, mm-hmm. I, I, every actor in here really sells their parts. Uh, you know, even with the more recent, um, we saw in this show, the vigilante actor who, you know, when we saw the first mm-hmm. show, was thought was more of a Deadpool character. Very much not so in the in the show at all. Um, so um, very very interesting. And then again, always uh, uh, Robert Patrick, uh, who was the original T1000 Terminator in Terminator Two. Uh, as his dad. Oh and, my God, that's who it is. Yeah. Holy shit! I've been <laughs> staring at this dude for weeks now, going, "Why does he look so familiar?" Like you know, I, and I just couldn't place it. Oh my! Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Who, Chris? Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I always could have looked it up, but usually I have a I have a thing where if I'm actively watching a show, I don't go look it up on IMDb because you never know what's going to be spoiled, who's going to yeah. be on the cast list that you haven't seen yet, or, yeah. you know, if a character dies, right? If I see a character's only in, like, two episodes of Peacemaker, I'm like, oh, that means they're dead. They're not coming back or something like that. So, yeah. Whew. Okay, good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So, yeah, um, yeah, he's a just knows how to play um a very very intimidating mean person all throughout uh he was really nice though so that that's really fun um so yeah i i mean um i'm gonna i'm gonna continue watching it every week again you know we are we are huge fans of uh uh scheduled television here in this house um you know every wednesday is boba fett every thursday is now peacemaker until it's done and uh, we'll talk about um, what's coming up later uh down down the list here mike but uh anything else you want to add to this you want us to get into this uh, I mean, I could soundboard just real quick. There's a new freeform show called Single Drunk Female that uh, my wife and I started watching uh-huh. last night, and it, and it's pretty funny. Uh, freeform's like a, a wild network, right? You know, sometimes for for a while there, they were trying to build their own little Marvel universe, and then that kind of fell through when uh, Jeff Loeb got tanked. Um, oh. But they just they have some kind of alternative comedy stuff there occasionally, and I, I, after two episodes, it was pretty funny. So I'll I'll check in on yeah. that again whenever it pops up in my Hulu feed again. Yeah, yeah, and and, and again for those who don't know, Freeform used to be ABC Family, uh, which mm-hmm. uh, always provided some good shows throughout its its tenure under that name. So um, mm-hmm. don't don't underestimate it at all. Uh, but we'll jump into the news here. I'm going to hit you the, the the news. I sent this to you, and I said, Mike. This is the most shocking news article this week, a news <laughs> headline this week, and you were like, "I didn't expect to see that either." Um, mm-hmm. But the Eternals is the top watched MCU movie on Disney Plus um, since its debut, and it even beat Shang Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings, which you know we we know that's a good movie. We enjoy that. Eternals, you know, more lukewarm. Uh, people have always been lukewarm on, but you know, the general audience may not have had a chance to go to the theaters, but are now being able to catch up on home. And that's kind of interesting to, to know that um, it's got, I guess, legs, if you will. um, Yeah. This is one of those, this is one of those crazy headlines where you could interpret this, I think, any way you wanted to. Whatever point you wanted to prove, whatever kind of narrative you're trying to push forward, you could get it right out of this uh, headline, right? You know, you could say, like, even, like, if you're a person that, like, hated Eternals, you could say, like, oh, it's the top-watched MCU movie on Disney. It's like, well, yeah, just because it's a new movie, uh-huh. you know? It's just, like, what else is there to watch? You know, I'm sure people are still watching Endgame and Infinity War, but that'd be, like, their fourth, fifth, sixth six watch or whatever if they've never seen that before uh but you could say if it's doing better than shang chi you you know maybe people were just waiting until this was available um 
you know, like yeah. I, me and you, we saw Shang-Chi in theaters, but not everybody did. Nope. So th- there's many ways to spin this narrative, but I wouldn't be surprised if when people saw the trailers for the Eternals, you know, they didn't see a lot of familiar faces, right? There's not really a lot of cameos from previous, uh, you know, MCU characters to put yeah. in the trailer to go like, oh, go watch this. You I don't know, think there's, you, in, there's, in, there's none in that movie. As yeah, far as I, know, right? I mean... Yeah, I think uh, in some later trailers they say Thane, they say Thanos or Thanos or Thanos, however Selma Hayek, Th- however, <laughs> however yeah. Selma Hayek was saying it. But yeah, beyond that, if you're just a casual kind of Marvel observer and you just blinked during the trailer where the Marvel logo was, you might not even have known yeah. what this was. So I would I would think people would go like, oh, this is a brand new property. It's not connected to anything else I've watched in the last mm-hmm. like ten years. Uh, it'll land on Disney Plus eventually, or maybe they didn't even think that maybe they just had disney plus and then one day eternals is there like oh okay let's watch it so who knows maybe this will kind of like pivot some of the decisions we were talking about this uh, last week on the podcast that like you know some producer over at marvel has said that they're being a little bit more reactionary i don't know by how much i don't know how much the scale slides but they want to see how the audience reacts so maybe this would be a positive for like kind of the eternals universe in general be like oh people are seeking these characters oh, yeah and, and again it, it the asterisk is it came out during the pandemic right in in the middle i mm-hmm. believe right when the omicron variant was starting to rise even a little bit there um so you know is the box office because people didn't like it or just because they didn't feel like going and feel like except everyone was saving it up for spider-man right if like we're gonna go we're mm-hmm. gonna go spider-man but yeah, it's just one of those things um, where we've talked. This movie isn't really focused on children. Like, you, this isn't something you put down in front of your kids and be like, "Oh my gosh, we want to watch the Eternals, mom and dad." And like, no, mm-hmm. no, they're not saying that. I, I, I posited, you know, you've got a lot of, um, you know, uh, middle age and and higher men seeing Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie uh, in the screenshots on Disney Plus and watching it. So um, they're like, yeah, you've, "You've been watching the Eternals?" Uh, he's like watching mm-hmm. on his phone in the house while everything else is on. Like. You know, yeah. his kids are watching bluey or something like that and yeah you can't tell books. kids the you can't tell kids to sit down and you know learn about mesopotamia yeah through uh <laughs> through, through marvel exactly now i think like the like the we we were i would say we were more positive on eternal yeah. so we're obviously not dogging on it but i have a feeling the next incarnation of these characters is probably going to be a lot more um not palatable but maybe a little bit easier to sell it'll probably you know, be streamlined vision. like i think mm-hmm. i think you know, you, selling you know eight to ten thousand years of history in a movie, it, it was a beautiful movie and it, and it does a lot. And, but you have ten main characters, and I think the 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 end of the film, um, you know, no spoilers or not, really sets them in two different directions. Thankfully, mm-hmm. so you can have um, two groups dealing with different things, and that's half the cast each or less. So um, I, I think that's a better way to posit these characters going forward rather than say hey here's 10 every time hope hope you Mm -hmm. remember who they are and and what's going on so um yeah i i I agree so anyway uh yeah that top debut on on in disney plus so congratulations for it uh it doesn't have any catchy songs like we don't talk about bruno so i don't think you're gonna catch it on the radio (laughs) but uh you never know you never know what's gonna happen next uh with with pop culture uh moving right along here the we talked about this literally last week uh Moon Knight trailer dropped on Monday during um, uh, some sort of sports ball game. I believe it's football. Uh, and um, during the full moon, and we got the full trailer, Mike. This is this mm-hmm. is showing the season and confirming 
that March 30th release date that we talked about last week as well. So that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I I enjoyed this trailer. I think a lot of people enjoyed this trailer. Like I I've never seen so much discourse about um or discussion, was, not discourse, but discussion about it. Yeah, online. it was an it was intense. I yeah. feel like it's been a while since I've watched a trailer for like a Marvel property where I felt the intensity yeah. uh, from what I was watching. It almost felt like I was watching a trailer. Maybe not necessarily for like a movie, but it seemed like this is going to be a, a very high thrill uh, series. Mm-hmm. So uh, it it looks great. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we didn't get a whole lot outside of that little teaser. Well, that's not necessarily true. Like the little teaser that we got on Sunday just before this came yeah. out, I felt like showed off all of like the big visual spectacle, right? Like we yeah. saw Moon Knight punching that little creature yeah, or whatever, whatever it's it supposed to be yeah. but i think we is is the kind of the brief kind of over the shoulder shot from that skull bird thing was that new was that in this trailer or i don't remember if it was in the teaser it's like I this do, um, i don't remember if I, it, I don't think i don't think uh, Kanchu was in the the teaser um and if it was it was very for, for a brief second it wasn't yeah, the whole hallway but that's, walk but that's pretty creepy looking yeah. i mean the, the visuals of that of just like this really elongated kind of bird skull just yep. kind of like sulk and it looks like it's at least eight or nine foot tall oh yeah very creepy at the end of a hallway i was like all right all right yeah and then and then we get to see the suit kind of wrap around him um mm-hmm. kind of like it's got his own little mind but then also we find out that you know uh, oscar he's got his british accent here uh it's a steven but he's also someone named mark so we we get some little little hints into you know the different possibly personalities living in his head yeah they um the trailer kind of points at maybe a little bit of an amnesia storyline like oscar isaac wakes up one day uh he's got to figure out what's happening we saw a little bit of that in uh captain marvel right so maybe mm-hmm. we'll get a little bit uh, that again here but you know yeah if it's supposed to be more of a split personality situation uh usually amnesia stories kind of get stretched out over time where the character kind of slowly picks up the pieces but if they're like flipping out of uh the personalities like me myself and irene that's the only <laughs> other property i can like think of in my head right now split personalities uh we'll, we'll, well what, what we'll, about we'll see how it goes well the movie split um with uh you know uh, oh yeah James that's McAvoy. great that's i mean that's mm-hmm. a really good one i can see this here um i mean there's there's not really i guess there's not a whole lot of reveals here but um you know the the i guess the big thing is we get to see the iconic suit which is you know obviously pitch white with glowing eyes seems to be a little mystical uh you know like we talked about you know we, we last week the supernatural aspects are really kind of kicking up here um but i think the other you know big thing here is you put this in our show notes um is one scene where it looks like he comes to and he's just shot somebody in the back of a, a truck and uh, mm. on behind that truck it says von d and um you know there's a, there's a huge theory is this von doom victor von doom delivery stuff here mike um were, were you able to look into this a little bit more or not I, I mean i saw some people kind of discussing what this could or couldn't be there's like two shots in the trailer that shows these cardboard boxes right the closest yeah. one we get to see is when oscar isaac is inside of the delivery truck i think it's yeah. i don't know if he's driver's seat passenger seat i don't quite he's remember driving, he's driving i'm like i've got to pull but, up right here yeah he's driving. yeah but right over his shoulder you can see the box it says von space and then a capital d so you could say like oh yeah. is that you know von doom industry Von Doom, who knows what it could be but there's another shot of the boxes where you get to see them unobstructed yeah. but it's a it's a it's a wider shot 
the word is definitely longer than doom, but you can't read exactly what it is. So I, I don't know. It's just a fun speculation yeah. to have, right? But also, I if it is or isn't, I wouldn't be surprised that anybody would make this jump. This is I don't think this is quite as far as of a reach as like the Mephisto stuff, right? right yeah. Just because we've seen this type of stuff in all superhero franchise movies, even over at DC, they love putting like company logos on stuff. Like we saw Wayne enterprises on satellites before we ever saw Bruce Wayne. Uh, We've seen rocks on, on stuff for years. And I don't think we've seen anything really materially um, show up with uh, rocks on. I don't know. I didn't really watch cloak and dagger. Maybe there was more in there. So this is not out of the norm. Um, This will kind of be a fun way to kind of slow roll kind of the existence of Latveria, like like as a big like enterprise, you know. So I'm pretty sure it's a bakery company based on the second shot and there's like little cupcakes on the boxes. But like at the same time, Marvel is known for digitally editing things. Like what if the long form cupcakes are like literally just masks on the boxes to throw us off? Like, you know, like, oh, we're not going to say it's Von Doom in the trailer, but really it's Von Doom when you watch the show kind of thing. Wouldn't be surprised, but you know, the, the shows are great because they leave a lot, you know, they do tie to the larger universe and, and, and vice versa. And if it is, uh, if he is in Europe and doing stuff, I believe it looked like he might've been in Europe for, for some of this, right? Like, like his art, is he like in an art museum or something like that? Um, yeah, I, I, I would, be, I honestly would be pretty shocked if this winds up in America yeah. at all. This seems like it's going to be a very kind of a, European or at least not westernized uh, setting, you know, especially, you know, when you're talking about like kind of like Egyptian mythology and stuff like that. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very thrilled to see kind of what they do and where they go with it. But but yeah, like there there's a lot of uh, uh, yeah, supernatural stuff tied to Moon Knight. I'm very excited to see how they bring this in here, especially like you mm-hmm. said, um, Khonshu, the literally the god who gives Moon Knight his powers. Um, being in the trailer with his staff and his very, very long, uh, you know, bird-like beak appendages. So I, I can see there being some horror elements in this. Now, it does not tell us who, um, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Ethan Hawke is, but his name, if you turn on the, the subtitles, is Arthur Harrow. And I looked him up, and this was a someone Moon Knight fought in, like, early comic books, but he was only in one episode, and he really has no ties to anything else related um Mm -hmm. or not one episode one issue so i can i couldn't tell you if he's like you know uh a a vampire or or what here so um uh very very interesting to to see that and then um also one of uh we'll we'll talk about it later uh off air but like one of the shots where you know they introduce him is literally it has the, the the van that um you see him driving later it says do uh doof wagon or something like that so i I don't think it's doom but uh you can see the wagon but anyway there's nothing given away but i'm i'm still curious i want to know what's going on here in this yeah also i feel like we should mention um i don't know the the well i don't know how to pronounce the actor's last name but this first name is gaspard uh who is supposed to be playing um uh midnight man or at least the 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 alter not the alter ego like the the normal identity of the the character uh has died in a tragic ski accident so we don't know um what you know how much he is involved in the first season of moon knight um i'm not super familiar with the actor so if somebody is a really big fan of this person uh, i apologize but 
you know, I, I don't think we're out of the realm of that character maybe being recast. You know, this isn't necessarily like a Chadwick Boseman situation, but this is a very tragic accident. Yeah. You don't often get these headlines before like the, you know, the show comes out and, you know, it is a series. So usually when you're talking about like a long form narrative, you're kind of hoping your cast will be around longer. So there's going to be a little bit of, um, uh, I guess, uh, yeah. um, pivoting that the show is going to have to do, but like, Man, we've we've yeah. lost a lot of actors, well known and not so well known, at the, the beginning of yeah. this year. So everybody, stay stay careful out there. I'm yeah. Not saying the I'm not saying any any accident is anybody's fault, but like, man, like you, you never you never know when you when you're gonna go. It's uh, yeah. very very depressing. <laughs> yeah, and Midnight Man's interesting because he's literally I think only in four issues of of Marvel stuff. Um, mm. so he's a very minor character. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, hopefully you know they they can can maintain the show as is and if they do need to recast they they can later so um we'll we'll see how that goes uh very very yeah, tragic accident. I, yeah i i think midnight man is more of an antagonistic character yeah. yeah but you know marvel always loves uh flipping the script on characters and putting people in shades of gray if they if it fits the story he, well he so. he kind of reminds me uh he looks like the the kazi guy from the hawkeye show um Oh yeah, a little bit. Like they have mm-hmm. like the same kind of kind of facial f- features. So, um, but yeah, yeah, we'll we'll keep uh, you guys posted on everything. And then also, this is also the first Marvel TV series or, or Disney Plus series to reach over one million likes on YouTube as well. This trailer oh. did. So um, that's a pretty good record. I mean, I think that's why I saw everyone kind of being flooded by like, I don't know who Moon Knight is, but you know, we love Oscar Isaac, and this looks pretty cool. So I'm like. You know, everyone's on board with this. I think we can go into a supernatural direction and people will will be okay. And, you know, like you said, with Stranger Things coming back, you know, it might be a, the year of the supernatural. Um, mm-hmm. Scream did really well at the box office last weekend. So I think people are looking to, to dive back into some horror stuff. Yeah. Uh, I sent you uh, one version of this. And maybe did I send you the updated version, Mike, of, of the... Um, I believe it's you J- have... Japan's Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> Chris has, uh, just for the audience out there, Chris has sent me a couple of these. He keeps getting these uh, kind of international logos of the yeah. Marvel Studios uh, properties uh, coming out within the year. recent Cal- future. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess calendar year. And I, I, you've sent me a few, version, few versions now yeah. where some logos drop in and off. So it seems like maybe you found more of a definitive one. Yeah, so this is from the same um, official, I think, Disney Plus or Marvel and Disney Plus account from Japan. Uh, they put out the first one, and it included um, uh, actually uh, Secret Invasion and What If Season 2 for 2022. Mm. However... Shortly thereafter, they updated it to remove those. So what we have here are the four movies for this year, right? Um, which Eternals just at Disney Plus, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor: Love and Thunder, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and also the TV shows Hawkeye, which just debuted, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, I Am Groot, and She Hulk for this year. So um, looks like we're we're going to be getting at least these on on Disney Plus along with that. So it looks like Secret Invasion what if season two were pushed to 2023 um if this is our our year you know for i guess three movies and four shows that's not too bad that's a pretty good that's a pretty light calendar year right i don't feel like that's crunched a lot of shows in that we have to have to watch here right that that feels pretty good um yeah uh 
Did you already explain why Hawkeye's on this yeah, already? Yeah, because it, um, it, it's on Japan. Japan's release schedule is different oh. than America's. Okay, I see. Yeah, so like they were, I think, a little a little later than than um, America's was. Gotcha. I I think out of this whole swath, I'll I'll make a, just a couple quick uh, armchair uh, guesses. I think Thor Love and Thunder is probably what I think is going to fulfill what I want the most just kind of out of Marvel in general this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm extremely curious what we're going to be seeing in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So many question marks up in the air. I, I can't wait to see the first trailer of this to really kind of set the tone for what we're looking at here. Um, and then I think the other property, which is the biggest question mark, uh, even over Miss Marvel for me would be She-Hulk, she right? Yeah. You know, what are they going to do in like this kind of Hulk universe? How is Jennifer Walters going to be portrayed? You know, is she always going to be green? What is gonna that going to look like long term? An abomination. Obviously, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like we can definitely uh, connect ourselves to CG characters, you know, uh, but I'm curious how Marvel will do that. So uh interesting year coming up for yeah. sure right yeah 100 well i think i think miss marvel uh not to count it out we we don't know how her powers are going to be and that's going to really yeah and that kind of makes me a little nervous which yeah. is kind of why i'm not like really just like marking down the days mm. until i get to see it yeah. right so i mean either they're i mean i don't know if they'll change it i don't know if they'll leave it i mean it's none of these have dates um oddly enough um so um yeah i don't know we've got a lot of um stuff coming down the line but i know they've also wrapped principal photography on the marvels so they're gonna have to lock that down pretty quick or else change it for there and then i think the one that that has the least amount of impact on the mcu at large is the i am groot <laughs> animated show so uh, yeah this is gonna be like doug days but with baby groot <laughs> yeah, so i i don't think it, i don't i want to count it out but it's not something that you're gonna have to watch here uh -huh. um i also think it's interesting that um Three of them have uh, their titles in Japanese, and the others are still in their English logos. Um, they've mm -hmm. not they've not adapted those yet. So, um, we keeping our uh, eyes on the schedule throughout throughout the year here. Um, the other one that's possibly not on this list uh, that we know about is the Werewolf by Night one shot that we've talked about. So, uh, the other Marvel one shots were actually added to Disney Plus this week because I think I sent you those as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Werewolf by Night could be the next one shot kind of scenario. Uh, theoretically, we know very little about it, but if they could, they they could add that later in the year, you know, in the back half because mm -hmm. um, it's not there. But we talked about Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion is actually filming right now. And we've got um, some looks here in our show notes at Samuel L. Jackson on set doing his thing. He is he has got his beanie on. He has got his beard going. And he's got uh, he's eye patchless, Mike. Um, kind of like the teaser we saw a couple months ago. on Samuel L. Jackson just always looks badass, right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just his filmography, right? He's just always played somebody, like, tough who, like, you know, is always good to, like, throw down. So he just kind of has that credential underneath his belt. Uh -huh. But it definitely helps his look, right, when you got, like, a this kind of salt and pepper beard. You have this, uh, you know, alien scar over your face. It yeah. just... Even even just from this telephoto lens, right, looks really yeah. cool. And he's just and he's just walking down the street in his, his winter clothes. He's got he's got a mm -hmm. turtleneck sweater on uh, and, and like a like a little pea coat over it. So mm -hmm. um, well, he's approaching a senior citizenhood. You know, you got to keep that circulation yeah. up. Got to stay warm. 
you know, he's got to worry about his digits. Yeah, well, exactly. But I mean, I, I am interested to see, this looks like it might be on earth then, I guess is my saying, like, you know, um, yeah, this, this does seem to be, uh, outside possibly in a maybe downtown area, just kind of looking at some of the facade of the building behind him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of what's going on. Uh, secret invasion is definitely one of the more surprising announcements they made a couple of years ago. And, Mm -hmm. you know, bringing Samuel Jackson back into a, a primary role is definitely something I'm very, very intrigued for. So, um, you can check out those, uh, set photos in our show notes uh daredevil the show on netflix season three is actually shot back to the top 10 in viewership three years after its cancellation mike interesting (laughs) um you know uh, i wonder why uh we know why we know why uh i think i think spoiler alert uh for any um anything kind of going on if you want to skip ahead we have time codes uh, but um, both Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio have returned to the MCU in their respective roles from Daredevil mm-hmm. and Kingpin. And um, people are, are going back and watching season three. Now, that doesn't mean Netflix is going to pick up a season four by any means. But as you mentioned, if Marvel is truly waiting and seeing, you know, reactionary, this would be them uh, give them a good in- inclination. Yeah, these these people are in hot demand still, um, even yeah. even several years later. So um, I've seen a lot of people go back and talk about the first four episodes of season two of Daredevil, uh, the um, Punisher arc. Um, people mm-hmm. really, really loving that that little arc. Yeah. Well, so. it's kind of interesting when you think about it, right? You you don't want to get into a situation with a superhero character like they do on the CW, right? Where the Flash or the Arrow just has so many episodes, so many seasons. You've tread so much ground that you just kind of are tired of the character and the universe in general and really just kind of like the diehards that are just looking for just kind of like the schlocky drama stick around, right? So Daredevil has already had like three lengthy seasons, I guess, when you could consider kind of like a prestige, quote unquote, like superhero drama, right? So if Charlie Cox was to come back as Daredevil, it's kind of like, well, what what left do you have to tell about his story personally right obviously you can tell tons of story with the character daredevil teaming up with other characters but if you're going to do like a brand new like disney plus season with charlie cox as daredevil you know you're going to have to add to it you're going to have to prop it up a little bit or maybe be creative and maybe try to get i'm just trying to think is there a cross-section of people that are watching uh disney plus for marvel stuff that hasn't really ingested the netflix stuff so i don't think people need like a primer for what the character is but yeah i expect to see daredevil more added to other characters not really being the sole focus i think we've talked about you know echo being like the the main show i think i could see him added to fairly easily yeah maybe um yeah she's she's ground she literally has no powers other than the fact she can imitate what she sees and they didn't even really give us a lot of that in hawkeye so um there's some opportunity there to have a Someone with a with a hearing disability and someone with a visual disability kind of team up um, throughout that as well. So, and they both have history with the Kingpin. So, very very interesting option there. But yeah, I uh, I think you know here's the other thing. I agree with you. Does he does he need his own show? If he does, it needs to be you know, it needs to be better. I think than just fighting ninjas in hall in hallways, right? <laughs> like. I, I think, you know, the dragons under the city taking on the, the hand ninjas, like, they kind of wore its course out. They got to go a new way. Like, I agree with you 100%. Like, if you're going to bring him in, put him in the MCU proper, make him make him have some 
some big re- big stuff to go on that actually means something. Put them than- put them on more rooftops, yeah. right? I feel like when I've seen uh, Daredevil on splash pages, you know, or in um, just the trades that I've read, like he's always jumping around on rooftops and stuff with that, you know, badass like grappling hook cane. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like I didn't get a whole lot of that on Netflix, right? No. <laughs> it was like you said hallway based action (laughs) which can be cool but after like three seasons of like you know 10 plus episodes like what else are you gonna put him in (laughs) yeah exactly like it it needs to it needs to be elevated a little bit because if he's gonna play in the big mcu leagues he needs to be a little more uh like you said he can traverse a little bit more he's got a little more than some guy making his armor in an underground workshop somewhere kind of thing so uh, Mm -hmm. there's opportunities to grow so maybe maybe they will maybe they won't. I don't know. Let's shift gears. I've been thinking about Star Wars a lot lately. Mike, have you been thinking about Star Wars? I feel like I feel like you've been thinking uh, about Star Wars. Yeah, I've been trying to catch I've been trying to catch up on Boba Fett, so yeah. it's been in the back of my head. Yeah, so um the Ahsoka show is gonna be uh filming soon and at, in honor of that they've announced that they've added actress Mary Elizabeth Winstead to the cast of this. And people might know her from uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, with Tin Cloverfield Lane, and then also Birds of Prey as the Huntress. Um, yeah, I mean, I I I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead mainly because uh, Scott Pilgrim is one yeah. of my favorite movies of all time. She was also, yeah, like you said, Ten Cloverfield Lane. I loved her in that. So yeah, if she wants to roll in and get some of that uh, Disney dub trunk dub trunk money, uh, uh, I'm happy for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's also, I believe, has been dating uh, Ewan McGregor for several years. So oh, uh, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, that's uh, oh. It, was Ewan McGregor in one of those seasons of Fargo? You know the anthology Fargo series. I believe uh, because, season three with her. Because I I think that's yeah that's the season that she was in. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, man, that Fargo people just date on that show. What yep. was it? Um, Jesse Plemons and um, uh, the old Mary Jane. What's her name from Spider Man with uh, Tobey Maguire? Oh, uh, uh, um, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, they're they're married and they were in a season of Fargo. So I guess if you're in Hollywood and yeah. you want to find your your partner, you gotta be in a season of Fargo. You gotta be in Fargo, yeah. So, um, but that so that ties her to to you know Star Wars a little more. But she's been cast in an un, uh, unknown role. Um, you know, my first I was like, oh my gosh, she can play Sabine Wren. But Sabine Wren was already cast for this, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm back to square one. So this could be a new character or or a classic character. Um, you know, this is set you know after the Mandalorian. Um, where it's currently set, where it kind of, you know, I don't know how far in the future, but Ahsoka was in, in season Chris, two. I, I, I've I've complained about the, the Star Wars timeline before, uh, but it's yeah. getting really confusing in Boba Fett because they're jumping back and forth in time. Not yeah. a whole lot, right? But yeah. you kind of have to be like, okay, well, how long was he in the Sarlacc pit? They haven't been totally clear. Mm-hmm. So if he, that was like right at Jedi, there's like yeah. no time difference. You know, I would assume he got out of it relatively quickly, but then how long has it been since he left the, the, yeah. the Raiders? So it's been, I've, I've been so confused. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to, and then you have to think like, okay, but it's not quite to man to Mando yet. I really I, need a chart. I, I, know, I need like I, a I need a helpful laminated pocket chart when I'm watching anything on Disney. I know Plus. you're not caught up yet, so I think the next one will help you get a, your your head around where it is. Okay. Um, but I usually say, is he in the back to tank? Then that's the past. If he's if he's out of the back mm. to tank, 
it's in the future. Oh yeah, no, I can I can clarify <laughs> yeah. that right, yeah, but yeah. then it's the what is the chronological timeline yeah. between You're, all these things and whew, I, it's tough. T- text me when you watch the new one. I want to see if you figure it out a little bit more. I think I think you'll okay. I think you'll be better. I think you'll be a little bit better. So how long can somebody in Mandalorian armor survive the acidic nature of a sarlacc? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta eat and drink eventually, right? So he can't be in there for more than like what is it three well, days you can go without water even if even if his backpack well, right it's got jets maybe it's got water too and some well, stacks he, at most he was in there for i'm thinking two weeks well yeah it's also star wars so i'm not going to really put the laws of our modern physics uh, <laughs> in play but you know when he did get out the the ship was still crashed around the pit it looked like maybe it was still smoking even a little bit so mm-hmm. i i would say a couple days you know to get out um but who knows how long he was um, you know, with, with the Raiders, uh, mm-hmm. I agree with you there anyway, back to Ahsoka, which is post season two of Mandalorian. Cause we met Ahsoka there in live action, Rosario Dawson, great actress, great re- mm-hmm. representation. So we'll be moving forward from the Mandalorian, which is six years after the, uh, uh, return of the Jedi. So we'll, we'll see where this comes up and, and see if they announce it as they start filming, because chances are, uh, you know, I know they do a lot of the, these shows in the, uh, what's it called? The volume. Uh, so mm-hmm. you, know, you don't get a lot of leaked set photos, but you know, some of them have been out and about lately, I believe. Uh, so who knows what we'll see down the road. Speaking of star Wars, and this is where I've really been thinking about star Wars is the Lego star Wars, <laughs> the complete saga, the Skywalker saga, uh, it was finally given a release date of April 5th. So, you know, just like, I think about 72 days, like, you know, a t- little, little under over two months. Uh, the gameplay came out today, and so I did not know this, but they actually rebuilt all the Lego um, gameplay engine for for the new generation of consoles. So you're not like replaying like remastered versions of the ones for like original Xbox and 360. So these are actually like you know built from the ground up, and you actually can play through literally all nine movies, and you get to pick which movie you want to play, and then you'll play through different play through in order of operations of I guess that plant the planets and like the storyline in those mm. and uh they've added does uh does uh microsoft own this uh company yet no uh, i don't know <laughs> telltale telltale i believe is warner brothers uh, warner brothers makes the lego games ironically which is this is a disney property uh they also did mm-hmm. lego star wars but that's why they have like lego dc like come out like every other year like it's on a call mm-hmm. of duty schedule almost over there but the, the lucasfilm games are pretty cool so i would honestly i would love to see a lego marvel cinematic universe next like literally like you you pick like I want to play the Iron Man movies and then like I want to play the Thor movies kind of thing. I think that would be really cool thinking about this, but like there's just something like you said about using lightsabers and blasters and like the sounds of the star Wars universe that we always talk mm-hmm. about. They use those same sounds and, and noises and, and like, you know, uh, I guess, you know, the, the stuff in here and it just takes me back to being, you know, I, the nostalgia of good star Wars days, right? Where we were, where everyone didn't hate star Wars and no one was cranky about it, where you just love star Wars <laughs> for what it was. And, and that's the simple times. I really love that. And I'm, I'm really excited. So I, I don't know if you got a chance to watch this gameplay or scrub through it a little bit, but um, there are over 300 characters to choose from by the time this game's said and done. And um, <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> it's quite that's a, quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's quite a few. I don't know if I can name all, all, all 300 of them. But have you have you ever played any of the Lego Star Wars games before? A, a little, a little bit. I'm familiar with kind of the um, the aesthetic and just the gameplay in general of a Lego adventure game. Uh-huh. It's 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 funny actually how well Lego just in general as a concept 
really attaches to any and all IP because they've done video games, they've done the real physical things, they've done movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know the Lego Studio has been has been sold or pivoted to another studio. Was it? It wasn't Warner Brothers. No, it was Universal. I think that's who has the Lego. Like we might be seeing Fast yeah. and Furious Lego movies. I don't remember. Uh-huh. Uh, but Lego can be attached to anything. Yeah, they they and they literally will attach them to to everything. Um, so with with this one, um, so in the other ones, you you get gold bricks. You remember gold bricks? You collect them, and like mm-hmm. then you could unlock more characters or whatever. Well, instead of that, they have um, Beskar bricks. I believe it was. No, 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 not no. Beskar. The other thing. What are the Kyber bricks? Kyber bricks or Kyber uh, Okay. And you actually can up, buy upgrades for the characters rather than the actual, like a character class rather than the actual, like, buy characters. So you, like, get better abilities and stuff to do with the characters throughout. So I'm like, oh, that's actually a much better way to play these games because you'd want the abilities rather than just buy, oh, I want to buy, you know, Jar Jar Binks. He's not really going to do anything for you. Like, Charger Banks. It's going to be annoying to follow you around. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, I'm very excited. You know me. I'm, I'm a gamer. I love Lego. Lego Star Wars. I think it's going to be, you know, a hit in our house because, you know, it's couch co-op, two-player, very low-stakes gameplay. Like, you're not mm-hmm. like, you're not in a, a do-or-die situation. You're not playing for, for number one place. You just work together and have a good time with it. So I'm very, very excited for this game to come out. The Batman... I believe is our next superhero movie. Is that is that right? Um, I'm not counting Uncharted. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. When it comes to kind of like the big uh, flagship, yeah, things releasing. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I know I know you've 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 cried a lot about Morbius being delayed till April. So uh, <laughs> we got the Batman, but um, they have officially come in and announced that this movie will be two hours and forty seven minutes long. That's Ooh. two minutes longer than The Dark Knight Rises. That which was, you know, quote unquote, like Nolan's, uh, you know, magnum opus for the Batman movies. And I remember sitting through that and that felt so long, maybe because I wasn't enjoying it so much. But, oh, you know, I'm, Ooh, I'm actually long. I'm actually wrong. It's two hours and 55 minutes. Chris, no, Chris, what are you uh, doing to me? Uh, Make it even longer. <laughs> because I believe someone I think someone backed out the credits for me, um, uh, okay. like, like theoretically the credits. So it's two hours and 55 minutes with the credits. I'm going to assume there's a post credit scene on this. I, I would mm-hmm. I would not doubt that they do that. Um, but I've seen a lot of um, the director, uh, Matt, Matt Reeves, going. He's been mm-hmm. doing the Dolby Atmos test, the, the DTX test in like their test theaters to make sure the sound works. So I believe this movie is like completely cut, ready to go. Like They're not making any more changes uh, until it releases. Um, but WB, Warner Brothers, actually reportedly tested a four-hour cut of this film, Mike. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Who do they think they are? Zack Snyder? Yeah, I I wonder where that uh, I wonder how likely that was even as a possibility. You know, there's always longer cuts. You know, especially like assembly cuts of things. Yeah. But maybe they just like, oh, let's just test the waters. So you know, mm-hmm. who who knows what that could be? But I was uh, telling Chris earlier before we started recording that uh, my wife has met her limit on Batman movies. We saw the Batman trailer in front of uh, Spider Man No Way Home. And she was like, they're they're still making more of these, and it just kind of reminded me like. Oh yeah, I, I just kind of had this realization that was kind of dumbfounded, but like, they will be making Batman movies until the day that I die, and mm. then they'll keep making them. So it's this weird, repetitive thing where it's like, yeah, the train's not gonna stop. It's always the, you know, gonna happen. 
like the 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 new the, there is somebody that is being born like today right that will probably be the next batman in like two decades mm-hmm. or two and a half decades it's just it's just crazy so, so my question is for that now does she count batman v superman as a batman film uh, I think she counts anything that I drag her to the theater where she okay. has to see somebody with a graveled voice. <laughs> okay. Well, but, well, then I would say, you know, in that regard, there have been eight Spider-Man solo movies, not to mention <laughs> his other ones, um, and then much less Batman films. You know, maybe maybe this is just kind of like a general generalized feeling for an audience that the more lighthearted your movie might be, the yeah. easier it kind of is to put up with multiple uh, iterations. Because yeah, um, but either, either way, I was telling Chris like she doesn't know though about the three hour runtime, so I'm going to kind of see what her reaction is yeah. once I tell. Her. I might be seeing this alone, which is yeah. it's okay. It's not that big of a deal, but just buy yeah. two tickets. Hey, babe, anyway. do you want to you want to want to sit down and watch Batman for three yeah. hours? Yeah. I think I'm gonna get a resounding no. Yeah. Uh, you can be, uh, I mean, does she like Paul Dano? Like, going to watch Paul Dano for three hours? <laughs> you remember that corpse that was, uh, that was uh, farting around? You know, he was hanging out with Paul Dano. Yeah. You want to see him be the Riddler? Yeah, exactly. You want to go see that? Uh, he, he, there will be blood. He was, he was the kid, right? I think. So he's a good actor. But anyway, yeah, three hours is, is going to be a long, long time. Um, not that, you know, we're, we're not used to those at this point, but man, for a solo film, like this, the debut solo film for, Robert Pattinson's Batman. This is going to be, it's going to be big. Um, presumably, tickets will also go on sale February tenth. Um, I'm still holding out that they might do them post um, Super Bowl, which I believe is the fourteenth. I believe thirteenth mm-hmm. or fourteenth. So uh, I could be wrong, but you know, we'll we'll see how this this plays out. But it, it seems like you know mid February is when these tickets are going to go on sale to get to Batman. So I think uh, other than other than Spider Man, Batman will be the next big big thing unless people other people are burning are burning out on batman as well you know we, we're tired of dark depressed movies any dark depressed time in our our lives so <laughs> let's not go watch it on the flip side that they are filming the batgirl movie still so that's pretty cool and then we got our first look at brandon frazier on set uh looks like he just kind of showed up in regular clothes <laughs> oh. i uh, uh love brendan fraser like uh most millennials out there looking forward yeah. to seeing him in the movie but this i feel like this is like the 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 opposite of the other set photo we were talking about with yeah. samuel l jackson very similar setting right uh the actor on a on a sidewalk on a set telephoto lens but uh just does not have the the badassness of uh samuel l jackson no. <laughs> but this 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 looks like a a man that's gotten off a long hard day's work of like running like a garbage truck or yeah. something and i don't know if that's the origin of the uh of the character that uh yeah the character he's playing or not but yeah he, he looks like he's all all dolled up in his best uh, greasy attire yeah, yeah he, i mean if anything i'd say like look like his jacket was like burnt right like are you like maybe soot covered oh uh, yeah maybe like you know is he a chimney sweep by trade during the day um I, I do enjoy uh, the the it's a Christmas aesthetic in Gotham yet again over here. You can see in the first photo like the Christmas decorations and the oh, icicles. Oh yeah, there yeah there is a little bit, isn't there? Yeah. Um. So, I, I there's really not much to pull out of this, but you know he he's on set filming. He we he is rumored to play Firefly, which you know is a uh, main a main villain for for in the Batman Rogues Gallery and possibly you know doing the. Uh, pyromaniac kind of stuff he's also in i believe arkham knight uh the third arkham game as well as as someone who pops up but like you know he uh 
it's, it's are we in the Brandon Fraser Renaissance? The the Fraser Renaissance? Oh, 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 yeah, for sure. Because he's uh, he's in absolutely Doom Patrol, right? And yeah, I I feel like the 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 Fraser Renaissance would be a little bit more pronounced if he wasn't voice acting for um uh for Doom Patrol, right? He's got to get his face out there. He, I know he, he's he, been doing he's, he's, he's been it. doing. St- yeah, he's been doing some other other stuff, and he gets his face out there. Uh, but maybe this will kind of uh, really solidify. Uh, it'll be the peak of the Fraser Sons, and hopefully the peak will last a while. Yeah, and I believe he's in uh, the uh, Killers of the Flower Moon we talked about uh, last time. The, the Scorsese um, thing for Apple TV, uh, I mm-hmm. believe. So uh, with uh, Jesse Plemons as well to bring him back into this. So. Yeah, I think he's got some upcoming stuff. I think, he, oh, I think he's back in. Oh, man, if I, could, if I could get a Brendan Fraser, Jesse Plemons, anything together. Yeah. I mean, Jesse Plemons, I, that dude is, like, so magnetic that he made me slightly endure Jungle Cruise. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if we can get two of them together, I, that'd be great. I, I'm going to disagree on Jungle Cruise. I think his accent was, like, <laughs> one of the most... Like atro- like like grading things in the world, but yeah, I get it. So, <laughs> but I, I think there's a there's a there's opportunity here. Um, you know, Batgirl's filming. We're gonna probably gonna see more set photos throughout, but we'll we'll bring in the good stuff. We're not gonna deliver, you know, the the junky stuff. Uh, switching gears, news I didn't think I'd hear this week. Godzilla is getting a live action, the MonsterVerse from the, the live action stuff, a TV series at Apple TV Plus. Um. I didn't think I thought this was kind of dead after the Godzilla versus Kong thing. And that was on HBO even. So mm-hmm. looks like legendary is looking to, to, to milk this cow a little longer, if you will. Um, I did see uh, that uh, this kind of went under the radar. Matt fraction, the crew, the, not the creator of Hawkeye, but the guy who wrote my life is a weapon. The Hawkeye mm-hmm. thing the series is based on is actually an executive producer on this show as well. He is a, oh well, okay. That's not too bad. He is a longtime Godzilla fan. Um, you can go like look at um, you know his Twitter account. Like he would build like little cities like uh, like out of cardboard <laughs> for his kids. Like they can like dress up as Godzilla and go crash. Like he's a big fan of Godzilla stuff like that and kaiju. So um, I I'm okay with this. Uh, really depends on how much budget they want to put into the effects, right? Like is it going to be one of those like oh we're going to focus on the humans and like only have the monsters and like a couple shots an episode or is it like really going to be like hey here's the monsters yeah because yeah, that's the what, the biggest complaint right of that monster universe that's been established is the human stuff is the most mind-numbing thing you have to set through until you see the big creatures um and, i think and, the first thing I, I i said oh no what, what were you gonna well, say? i was gonna say and it doesn't have to be but whoever wrote them made the humans the worst possible versions uh, yeah. of people in that that fucking world so but yeah go <laughs> yeah on. But also, I mean, Apple Plus, they got the money, right? If they wanted, like, a four- to six-episode season, maybe you could cram a lot more monster in there budget-wise, right? You know, because the special effects team, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes special effects stuff that came out when that last um, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong movie came out to really hype it up. There's so much work that goes into visual effects of those movies. Uh, So there's going to be a big budget to pump out these episodes. You know, if you follow like a formula, right, that a lot of action TV shows follow is you got to have at least at least one action set piece per episode. Usually, if you're lucky, you can get two. I think the average is kind of like one and a half. Um, So if we could get that each episode, that could be nice. Uh, but I think the first thing I said to you when you sent me this news earlier this week is legendary. It's like the last unconnected studio to like a streaming service, right? I feel like they're just ripe 
to get bought. Yeah. I mean, I, I just looked them up on Wikipedia. Their parent company is like this Chinese uh, conglomerate called like Wanda Corporation or something. So uh, I, I can't imagine that they wouldn't part with it if they were given enough money or who knows, maybe there's a scenario where like Apple buys Wanda. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know exactly how that goes down on paper. But yeah, it's just I, it, it's, it's almost a little refreshing, right, to almost see like a free agent out there with IP in the streaming landscape, right? You know, I was half expecting this to be on HBO Max, right, because that's where the movies came out. But no, they, they were just the distributor. So uh, I guess good for Legendary. Maybe they'll stay yeah. independent and they'll just keep making stuff for other people because I don't think Legendary has the rights to Hellboy anymore, or is that... Or is that mm. Warner Brothers? I don't. I don't know who, but let's uh, let's operate under the hypothetical scenario, right? That Legendary has the the rights to Hellboy. You know that means you know you could see Hellboy on Apple Plus or HBO Max or possibly Netflix. Whoever is the most interested in it, because that's the most likely scenario for Hellboy moving forward. Yeah, but I, well, I think Hell, Amont- Hellboy's <laughs> Dark Horse, and I think they might have Dark Horse. Hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, well, I think you're right. Legendary is a a wild card out here, right? I think didn't they also do mm-hmm. didn't they do um, uh, Del Toro's kaiju movies, Pacific Rim? Aren't they also? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like they yep. have they have a stake in these monster verses. They they're 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 you know making these big things. They're they're doing spectacle film. They can make them. They just don't have a distributor, and that's that's the interesting part here, right? They can literally go from Warner Brothers, all the Godzilla and Kong movies at Warner Brothers, to the TV show at Apple TV Plus. Um, cause I don't think they're married to anybody, but, um, yeah, this is, I, I, I want to see a good TV show. I don't want it to just be an afterthought, um, you know, kind of thing. So I'm, I'm hoping that they have the right team behind it who will focus on the right stories and put like, if there is humans in here, they're not just stupid people. Like, you know, there's not like I run a monster podcast and like the one person who listened to it <laughs> happens to, Oh, I forgot about that <laughs> to, to, to get into a tunnel that takes us to Japan or something where they're raisin i don't it was the stupidest thing ever uh, i i like yeah i said i even forgot it happened until you brought it up but like i really want to a good this because i think you know the godzilla king kong the world they built you especially at the end of the second one with the Ghidorah film like you know where they brought all the other creatures out of the the earth was pretty damn cool and then it's mm-hmm. kind of dropped it all for uh kong versus godzilla and they only really had three fights in that whole film so uh, you guys know how we feel about that one um yeah, moving along, the last bit here, the last uh, powerhouse franchise that's still going on, but you know, doesn't have a TV show is Lord of the Rings, Mike. Um, you know, the extended editions, I bought those over the holidays, the 4K ones, uh, so to watch those. But now Amazon has been working on these Lord of the Rings TV show for a long time, and all we've got to show for it so far is this little teaser here and the name mm-hmm. called The Rings of Power. Um which actually, to me, makes it sound pretty cool because they did make a bunch of rings of power, but the movies only focus on the one ring, right? So this is going to be back in the history when Sauron made rings for elves, dwarves, and men, and and kind of what those meant and, and how the, that looked. Um, and and while you know this teaser doesn't give us any of that, it just gives us the name. I thought, as someone who went to film school, the way they shot this was practical. And it's pretty cool as shit. Like, I think the behind the scenes is cooler than the actual teaser itself. Yeah, uh, I, I was I was just looking at that. Yeah, it is. Maybe that's just a kind of a way to flex, like, how much money you have for this show. Because if you kind of look through the, the normal announcement, it's very kind of like macro photography up close of, 
watching you know mm. uh, metal get poured and it's uh it, i thought it was cg think, at first yeah. yeah it honestly looks like it maybe the water that goes over it is cg or is that no real? that's real that's real water. you actually see them shoot the water over it in one of the scenes the- yeah that's that's honestly pretty cr- that's honestly pretty crazy that it doesn't look real i guess that just goes to show how the eye can be fooled uh nowadays but yeah, that's the uh, that's always the the tone of things now, right? If you want to do something practically, build something, it costs more money than to do it in a computer. So if they're just doing it, if they're already blowing money, right, on a little teaser trailer without any in camera footage of like characters and what you're actually going to see in an episode, like, yeah. I think we're going to see something pretty impressive. Yeah, I I, I agree, and, and and honestly. You know, just watching it in and of itself is, is pretty cool. It gives you, like, oh, they're casting the rings. We're going to see the rings made and, and, and all the abilities they have. But, like, um, yeah, like you said, if they're actually going practical and that's what people remember about the original trilogy is their practical effects and how a lot of love and care has been to it, you know, that kind of maybe reassures us a little bit about the show, right? I know they're supposed to be spending, theoretically, a lot of money on this TV show, like hundreds of millions of dollars on this TV show. And um, while we know very little about it, and hopefully it's not just money thrown at a wall for, you know, hey, it looks good, but and, and everything's shallow. Hopefully everything is thought about and everything is being done mm-hmm. to, to make this a, a good show and a good representation of the Lord of the Rings universe um, here 20 years after the originals hit the theaters. So, um, yeah, I thought this behind-the-scenes thing was cool as shit, man. Like, like I... I've watched it more than the actual release trailer because they do the steam, mm. they do the smoke, they do the water, they do the hot molten lava. You actually get to see the camera is doing high frame rate, and as the <laughs> the liquid comes around in real time, you see the camera move really quickly and like in a yeah. pre preloaded shot. So yeah. I wonder how many Good. times it took them to do some of this stuff. And smart, they got two pieces of content out of it, right? Yeah. You know, so they got two videos to post. That's right. They they got they got both Lord of the Rings nerds and film nerds stoked all at once here, like. Very, very thrilled um, for that. But other than that, I don't know much else about this show. I, I know, you know, there's um, my cousin's husband. Uh, he's like, I know watch parties are a thing in the past, but when this comes out, I'm going to have watch parties at my house. I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay, let's yeah let's pump we're, uh, we're, we're not big. Uh, we're not big Tolkien heads. We obviously like the movies and yeah. uh, enjoy kind of the world. But this, uh, this is uh, given off a little bit of uh, maybe – um, maybe Ghostbusters vibes a little bit mm-hmm. of just in the sense of like I don't know what's happening, yeah. but it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean to me it it's I would align it more with The Witcher. Like I don't know what's happening, but it looks cool. Like I didn't read the books of The Witcher. <laughs> oh I don't yeah, know the lore, but like there's mystical, magical things, and you yeah, know, so obviously I, that they, makes that that makes more sense, more yeah. fantasy aligned than a uh, science fiction yeah, yeah. modern day. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I, I think it's cool. Um, both those videos are linked in our show notes. If you guys want to see the one that, for the practical shots, mm-hmm. because I'm just like, again, just nerding out so hard over that. That was just so cool <laughs> to see that happen. Uh, that's our, that's our show for the week. Kind of, kind of a light week here on topics, but you know, still a good week. Nonetheless, Mike, always a pleasure. If people know what you're doing, what you're up to, where can they find you at buddy? Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can yeah. I find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Now, I don't do this very often, but on Facebook, they have like a, uh, was it a memories button now that takes you back on things? Mm-hmm. And I pulled it up the other day, and it was like, I shared like, 
it was your five guys comic from like 2013 or something and i was like oh my gosh i forgot about that i'm one. like have we been doing this kind of stuff for this long like not the podcast we're old. but like good lord we're like, old we're we're elder millennials i feel like as they say now <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's true uh what was it did was it was it in our, one of our group chats today? Someone said if you're over 33, you like you act with React, like PNG. Oh yeah, GIFs. like I know, I know if somebody replied to me with a reaction GIF, they're over the age of 33. Yeah, and and then that same day, I saw a headline that uh, I guess the younger generation is not into animated GIFs anymore. I'm not saying it's a blanket statement, but the the younger generation they they've moved on to other ways of interacting, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's 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 how I feel sometimes. But uh, if people know more about the show, what we're doing, where can they find it, all that stuff at? Oh, the best place to go, as always, is SuperheroSlate.com. That is the headquarters for our show. You can get our awesome show notes over there. So if you want to see the link to the Moon Knight trailer, if you want to see that uh, screenshot that Chris keeps sending me of all those <laughs> Japanese uh, uh, schedules uh, for this year for Marvel, we got that in our show notes. Um you know, we got that all there, there at SuperheroSlate.com. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Um, we love hearing from you. We love it when you reach out. Are you down to clown with the three-hour Batman movie? I know there's not a clown in it. It's the Riddler. Is that enough? Is Paul Dano enough to get you to sit down for three hours? Let us know. Reach out. Uh, if you're a super fan of the show or if you want to be a super fan of the show, we love it when you share the show with a friend and share the show with a buddy. And like every week, we'll be here, we'll be here every week because uh, we're too crazy and we don't stop and we've been doing this That's for right. years and our bones will dry mm-hmm. and crumble and fall apart mm-hmm. and we'll still be doing this podcast somehow. That's right. There'll be 15 more Batman movies before we <laughs> get, get done with this thing. So sounds good. Well, in that case, we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe.